0: Hey, and welcome to this bonus episode of Culture Changers Podcast. You might know that I've recently launched a Patreon community for this show, where you can listen to all the Culture Changers episodes totally free of ads, ad-free. And if you're not familiar with Patreon, it is a way to support creators for as little as a few dollars a month. And get tons of goodies in return. So when you are a Culture Changers supporter, you'll get access to bonus episodes, exclusive content, lots of goodies, and the community of action-taking Culture Changers, doing big things together. So... If this is something that speaks to you, I highly invite you to become a member. And each supporter holds a special place in my heart as it helps me offset the cost of producing the show, which I've been doing for over three years now, but also helps me continue to keep doing the work. I guarantee that if you decide to become a supporter An angel will earn their wings, and you'll get a warm, fuzzy feeling that you get when you hug teddy bears. But seriously, if you want to change the culture, we are building a tribe to do just that together. You can become a member at patreon.com forward slash culture changers. So today's episode is about the juicy details of the 12-hour walk I did this week. Why did I do it? What did I pack? What did it feel like? How bad was it after? You can listen to my account of my mental breakdown. (laughs) That sounds fun, right? But I released this episode for my subscribers right after it happened and will continue to exclusively release more in-depth and personal episodes only on Patreon. So today is a sneak peek. You ready? Well, let's do it. All right, for my Patreon supporters, again, I'm so grateful for you. So I wanted to record, I know you guys have been so supportive over the 12-hour walk that I just did, Um, and by the time I'm recording this, that was yesterday, and so I wanted to record a podcast episode specifically for you right after and so it is the day after I haven't fully processed everything and I did take notes I brought a journal and I thought I would kind of give you the detailed day of what it was like um, and what I packed and all that stuff and the reason why I did the 12-hour walk I saw that if you're if you're in Atlanta you're familiar you might be familiar with Super Jenny's. Uh, Super Jenny's is this adorable kidgy Amazing farm to table kind of restaurant run by Jenny Levison. And she had posted that she was doing a 12 hour walk like two weeks ago. And I was like, huh, I need to do that, you know? And so the point is that you go for a walk, no phone, no music, no podcast, no audiobooks, just you with yourself. And I have been feeling like, I'm so connected and so addicted to my phone and scrolling to the point where I can get panicked if I don't have it. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sucks um, that that's the case. And when I went to the hike in, I went on this solo hike in June and it was an overnight solo hike where there was an inn at the top. It wasn't hiking like in a tent um overnight tent by myself with bears and shit. But I um uh I went to this hike, this inn in the middle of nowhere and uh they had no Wi-Fi and I was just going out of my mind for the first couple of hours and realizing how addicted I was to my phone. And I was just there for one night and realized, you know what, this is a problem. I need to, I need to get a little more exposure to not having my phone or not be relying on my phone and see if I can break the habit or even just get some clarity of, of having some alone time. So I decided my kids are out of, um, they're, they're out of the house this week. They're at their aunt and uncle's. And I thought, okay, okay. I'll just do it on Tuesday. Tuesday sounds like a great day. I'll get up, um, you know, my original plan was to get up and get out by 5.30 in the morning and walk and then come back at 5.30 at night. So I'd have time to unwind and talk to my husband and just go from there. But I started to have these anxious feelings the night before. I actually had a really hard time sleeping because of a couple things. So the... Point of the 12-hour walk. It's a book that was released yesterday by Colin O'Brady. Colin O'Brady is this American entrepreneur and an an adventurer. Um, He's broken 10 world records. One of them was pulling a full sled across the entire continent of Antarctica. And he did it and had done all these amazing things, but he had discovered through those walks, you know, like he was trying to figure out how to ration his food to be able to do this. I think he was out for like 40 days. I mean, something insane. He was out for like months. Uh, I think it was two months to be able to accomplish this. And he was trying to ration his food and he would go out like 10 hours a day. And uh, he was projected to run out of food. And so they stretched it to 12 hours a day and he was by himself, you know, like he's totally by himself this whole time. And he um, he was saying that he felt this, he thought he would be lonely and I mean, certainly it's grueling and awful, but he thought it, there was actually a level of exhilaration that happens with those 12 hours. And so this this book was born and he, I guess, does it and now is challenging the world to kind of do this challenge for themselves. So I just jumped right on it. And the point is that it doesn't matter about distance or speed. Um, You take as many breaks as you need. You just get out with your feet uh, and walk. Essentially, just walk out your front door and let it take you where it will take you. And you put your phone on airplane mode so you have it with you, um, but you're not connected to anything. And presumably, I mean, the the, um, original intent is that there is a 12-hour walk app but it is not yet live. So I didn't, uh, and and so the point is that you could have access to maps uh, through the 12 hour walk app, and then it would track you and do all that stuff, but you'd still be on airplane mode. So you wouldn't be able to scroll and do all those things. Um, so here's the challenge with me. I am terrible at directions. I don't know where I am ever. And so if I could get to like one or two places in Piedmont Park in Atlanta, otherwise I'm GPS I'm I'm so lost all the time even to the point if you've been following me you'll know I go to Six Flags all the time. We had a season pass and my kids are really good at it. So they help me navigate how to get around Six Flags cuz I I'm always turned around. So my fear was I couldn't, I was afraid of, of where do I go? Would I get lost? Could I, you know, just, uh, my, my hope was, wouldn't it be nice to just take a path I've never taken before and just go down there and it'll be fine. But I was, uh, had so much anxiety over not having access to maps, not knowing where I am and going out in the dark that I waited till 645. So it was a little bit lighter and then I headed out there and that turned out to be fine. But um, I I, I'm, I didn't map it out, but I did have an idea of where I wanted to go only because I knew how to get there and back. I didn't know how long it would take. So I stepped out my door and uh, I felt great. I felt great. I uh, I went on the Beltline and I went in the direction that was south. So not north. North is what I'm really familiar with. South, there's a lot of unpaved Um, beltline trail that's still being developed, that's still going forward. So I went right. You know, what's funny is that there was some guy coming by on, uh, he was coming towards me on the beltline and he was on a skateboard. And just as he was passing me, he put out his hand for me to give him a high five and just whizzed on by. And I thought, you know what? I bet that is God having my back today and I guess every day. So, it was kind of fun, you know, for those little interactions. I, I ran into somebody I knew on the beltline right out of the gates and uh, just kind of felt like the sun was shining on my day a little bit. Even though it was cloudy, it was perfect weather. It was in the 70s. I was wearing a bright neon yellow type top um, just in case I got lost or whatever. Uh, so, I was trying to make sure I had everything. So, I'll tell you what I packed. So, I had a backpack. And I wore hokas. So if you know what hokas are, they are fucking ugly ass clog hopper uh, sneakers. They have a ton of cushion and they're, they're essentially, they have like full mattresses as cushions. <laughs> um, they're huge, but they are supposed to be great for running distances and they have all that cushion. So I put those ugly ass things on. Um, in my backpack, I had snacks. I had healthy snacks, band-aids um water and i had a lot of uh hydration like b12 hydration powder packs to kind of put in water so some of my object- objectives going there was i wanted to make sure that there were bathrooms available um on, on whatever journey and i would i would find places to refill for water without buying water bottles so um so i had band-aids i had water i had sunscreen i had deep woods bug repellent wipes I had a journal and pen and lip balm and lipstick. I had an ID, my credit card, cash, my cell phone uh, was there, it was turned on airplane mode and an extra pair of socks and my water flip flops. And then I guess I had my sunglasses and that was it. And that sounds like a lot actually. I feel like I had a lot of snacks. Um, And I just didn't know where I was going to go. So I ended up going to this place I wasn't very familiar with on the Beltline. The Beltline, I feel generally safe. It's a 22-mile loop around Atlanta that is being developed. It's supposed to connect all of these neighborhoods and all this 22 miles. It's not all yet connected. So I went on this area, and it was so cool. One of the things I love to do when I'm on trails is sometimes there are trail offshoots that I love to just go around. It was kind of neat to not have any real time constraints that I could take the time to unfold and just meander if I wanted to. And so I saw this little trail. I think it was in the Grand Park area. And I went on it, and I was surprised to find this. Essentially, it's called the Labyrinth. And it is a meditation spot that was built, not built, but it was designed by having rocks kind of form this little maze that you go in. And it has like this cool piece of glass that says, you know, this is a place for reflecting. This is a place to relieve yourself of any pressures and just have an intention um, to be able to kind of de-stress and I thought that was so cool and kind of took that as like, all right, Allison, just breathe it in. Um, and there was this beautiful rock and I can, I can post something about it. I think I took a picture of the rock um, that had a, a really cool saying. I should have had it for this, but I, um, it was just so cool. And so, um, and that was like about an hour in um, that I had found this and I just took a moment to kind of Shed some of the pressures and fears, and settle into my day, and uh, and just simply breathe. So I had gone down that road, uh, or at least that trail, all the way to the end, and then started coming back to um, to the way I was super familiar. And I went all the way through the Beltline, and all the way down to Piedmont Park. Piedmont Park is this beautiful part; it's like the Central Park of Atlanta. And I got to cross Piedmont Park. There's a Beltline Trail, and then there's the actual park. And they both run parallel to each other. So I got to go through both of those. And by that time, so here's where it got a little weird. So as I told you, I'm really bad with directions. And I had this in mind that I really would love to find some trails. I love finding little hiking trails throughout Atlanta and just kind of... um just kind of venturing off to these trails. I knew there was a trail in Morningside, part of Atlanta, which is all the way through town, um, called Zonalite. Zonalite, Zonalite. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. But I would always take my kids to the creeks there, but I knew there were paths and I'd never gone down the paths. I just would take my kids to the creeks and uh, it's balls hot. And then, you know, we would leave. And so I'm trying to figure out where the fuck am I? I'm at the park. And I'm always lost in the park. I love Piedmont Park, but there are only like two things I know how to get to and get out of from a certain spot. Otherwise, I'm fucked. And so I'm trying to think, I don't even know where we are. How do I get to, you know, Virginia Highlands from here? And I'm like, I have no idea. Wait, wait. And so it, it, uh, I was in a state of panic trying to figure out how do I safely get, you know, over to that way. And I finally figured out, like, yes, if I go to Park Tavern, I could... Park Tavern kind of anchors the park. Um, I think I can find my way from there. So I go back. And then at that time, it's noon. And I go to Metro Fresh for lunch. So that's the other cool thing is, you know, you could pack lunch for yourself. But they want you to, you know, like the, the design is you can take as many breaks as you need. Um, and certainly lunch was one that was really, really helpful at that point, it was noon. I'd gone eleven point thirty nine miles. It was five and a half, uh, almost five and a half hours in, so six hours and forty five minutes to go from there. So almost at the halfway point. And what I noticed is that I was starting to get blisters on the bottoms of some toes, the ones next to the pinky toes, which I thought was weird. Maybe it's just the way that I I walk. But I thought you know if I was going to get blisters, it would probably be on the you know, like the back of my ankle, but no, it was like on the bottom of my feet. And so my body and legs and my lower back are getting a little fatigued, but doing fine. And so, you know, at the, at that time, it's about 84 degrees, it's hot and my back is sweaty, but I love the heat and I love that I'm eating at Metro Fresh too, but was, you know, as you can see, as I'm telling you, I was really optimistic by this point. And so I had a, you know, like a super healthy Lunch and it tasted like heaven, and uh, you know here's what I wrote in the journal, and I want you to take note of this because when you hear the progression, you're gonna be like oh shit, and so I put in my journal. So far, it's been a really enjoyable experience, enjoying an unexpected breeze, seeing butterflies dance with each other, the lush and the lush greens in Piedmont Park has been a joy. So super optimistic, right? And so I thought what was so funny about being in Metro Metro Fresh, so it's like this little healthy eating place, um, is thats is that I'm not on my phone, right? And so I think that we're all so used to scrolling and being on phone so much, and I actually hadn't missed it. And so I thought about, you know, I think it was because I was in motion. So when I'm walking, I'm not really thinking about my phone. So I'm like, all right, I could do this. I'm not, you know, I would every once in a while, if it was something kind of stunning to me or interesting, I would stop and take a picture and, you know, just kind of a habit on my phone, but I wasn't buried in my phone at all. And again, you know, I, the, the, one thing I really missed was having access to maps on my phone and GPS, but I, I found myself. So when I sat down to lunch, I found myself journaling and I felt like that was the crutch, like I would have scrolled, but instead I'll just frantically write in this journal and, you know, kind of keep everything I've got in my head and put it on there and pass the time that way. And what I thought was interesting is when I was finished journaling and I was just sitting there, I had finished eating, um, I was waiting for my my Apple Watch to recharge because I have a little bit of an older one, so it was kind of losing juice and I had a portable Uh, charger, and I wanted to make sure I kept the Apple Watch running all day so it was recording. And what I thought was so interesting is as I was looking around, um, you know, like reading the signs, reading whatever, just kind of passing the time. And once I was finished with that, I started looking around at the other people. And then I was like the freak without a phone. Like I would accidentally make eye contact with somebody and be like, (gasps) oh, oh my God, I look like the creeper, right? And I was the only one, I guess, without a phone, if, if you know, like other than the people that were, uh, you know, were talking to each other or whatever. So, I thought that was kind of a different juxtaposition of um, of not having a phone there. So, at that point, I got up, I started walking. I walked through Virginia Highlands. And again, it was really busy. And so, I wondered, am I cheating? because it is it is kind of loud. I'm, I'm not talking, you know. Um, and I, it wasn't like a vow of silence all day. Of course, I would order my food, you know, and that's it. And some people would ask and I would tell them that I'm on a 12-hour walk and, and that's it. So, just these little interactions. I also noticed that people in the morning are so kind and friendly. You know, you'll have that little, good morning good morning. You know, like when you're passing each other, you make eye contact and do a knowing nod. In the afternoon, totally different. It's fucking hot as balls and people are tired. You're not looking at anybody. You're not making eye contact. You're not nodding at people passing by. You're just grumpy. So, I thought that was funny. And so, uh, there's a lot of construction always going on in Atlanta and there was a lot of construction happening Throughout, um, so it was noisy. It was just noisy, and so I wondered: is that kind of cheating? That it's not quiet solitude. I assume that no, you know, like it's just about being alone with your thoughts. And it was fun to be able to to kind of look into people's homes and, you know, like see homes that I had never passed by a zillion times, but never looked at the detail or the architecture. And it was fun to unpack that. But I found myself as I was walking north on on Virginia highland uh, or or North Highland, is the name of the street. I found myself just really starting to feel the fatigue. and, uh, you know, I had worked out the day before with um, I do this clinical strength training, and we focused on legs, so my quads were like really sore. and they were sore anyway. So that was kind of accompanying my walk. And so I could feel, the fatigue happening and more blisters starting to form on the bottom of my feet and the heat kind of beating down. You know, I was I was really good about drinking water and, you know, like just even walking under a tree and just that moment of shade felt really good. And so I was just kind of looking for a bench or a trail or something. And so I kept walking and I found this trail. I think it's uh, Morningside Lennox Park. And so I went down this trail, I'm getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. And I started putting on the deep woods wipes and they totally did not work. So I'm getting like welts on my leg, just looking for shade or a bench. And I didn't find it. It was, it's like a shithole in that one. I don't know what's happening, but I did find the Creek and it's got a ton of trash dumped on it. And I'm like, wow, this blows, uh, that this is the case. So I went out of there and kept going North and, uh, I would find bathrooms like any Kroger or Publix or, you know, Doc Shays or whatever I would find and like slip into the bathroom and uh, slip out and, and felt good that I, um, I had access to, you know, comfort, things like that. And then as I started to approach Zonalite Park, um, it was so hot. It was like, it was three o'clock at that time. And when I got to Zonalite, it was eight hours, 15 minutes in, Three hours and forty-five minutes to go. I'd walked almost sixteen miles, and it is buggy and muggy, kind of peaceful, but my legs were definitely screaming for a break. So I finally found a bench, and uh, I, I, I was—I could tell I was getting cranky and ready for this adventure to be over. But you know, there's nothing, there's nothing but nature around me, and it feels really good to breathe in the air and feel the faint breeze and kick up a notch and know I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm being held and and there are some little comforts for, for that. And at that time, uh, you know, I wrote in my journal. So, you remember what I wrote before? I was very positive and optimistic. This is what I wrote in my journal. My back is permanently drenched in sweat and my lower back could use a break. I'm starting to hate fucking Colin O'Brady. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was really uh, getting cranky at that time. And I had walked around. It was a little trail. I thought it would be longer, but it was it was kind of short. And I went um, and was was thinking I had dirt like in my socks and in my shoes. So I took my shoes off and my socks off. And I put on my like water javianas, like sandals that you could put in water. So I walked down to the creek and it's the creek has like zero shade. But it's a creek. It's really pretty running water. And it has the babbling brook sound. It it feels so nice. And I just put my feet up to my, uh, I think up to my shins um, in the water. And it just felt like, ah, oh, that felt so good. And it felt good to let my feet breathe. I, I hate wearing shoes anyway. I love just having, you know, I guess bare feet. And so I was like, you know, I wonder if I can walk home in these sandals. I mean, I've done like six, seven, eight hours at Six Flags in these sandals. They've had some mileage on them, um, and they're great. And so I started to head back. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to head back, and, uh, and that's it. We're just going to keep going straight. And um, I started walking, and I think it was about um, – Yeah, I started walking and I started to realize that my body started to ache a little more and, you know, my left knee, so my left knee, I I had torn my ACL about two years ago. Um, And so uh, obviously I went through physical therapy and all of that, uh, but every once in a while it will flare up and my left knee started to flare up and I started walking with a little more difficulty. And so I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to put the shoes back on. So I walked back and I passed a Kill Me Crazy, which is like a smoothie place. And at this time it was 4.15. I was nine and a half hours in, two and a half hours to go, 18.12 miles. And I thought this would be a perfect time to get a smoothie, get in the air conditioning for a bit and have a break. So I did that. It felt good to get you know, like my blistered toes, give them some air. But I had to put my shoes back on and I had a fresh pair of socks. And uh, and then it was time to just keep on going. So at that point, I was like over it. I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't even care. I, I wasn't looking around. I'm like, I haven't had any revelations. What the fuck? This is a dumb idea. And uh, why did I even do this? And why, you know, like endurance challenges aren't for me and doing them alone, I'd rather be with people. And I start, you know, obviously I, I was just done. I was just at the end of my rope. And by 6.06 p.m. So you remember I left at 6:45. At 6.06 p.m., I got to just add honey. It's my favorite tea place. It's like five minutes from where I live. It's like down at the end of my street. So that's a A little over 11 hours down, 40 minutes ago, I had walked 21.3 miles. And I just needed to find a place to sit down and kill time while I'm so close to home. And my feet hurt so badly. And, you know, like my feet felt like a million teeny little pricks on the bottom, and it was numb and tingly on the top of my feet and ankles. They felt tired. You know, certainly they were still sore from the workout the day before, my quads, and I was definitely tired and over it, and I couldn't wait to see Chris's face and my husband and take off my shoes and just step into an Epsom salt bath. And so, you know, like I was sitting under the awning of Just Add Honey and just super grateful that the ceiling fans were on. And I was just, I was just so over it. And, you know, like I would write in my journal and kind of killed time and walked around in my neighborhood. And, you know, like these endurance challenges are no joke. And so I got home and my husband was beside himself. You know, like I told him I wouldn't have my phone on but he was calling me all day. And he's like, honey, I, I just wanted to know you were alive. I just wanted proof of life. I was looking in on next door to make sure you weren't being reported or something didn't happen. Um, and now I realize you had it on airplane mode. And he's like, I, I called you probably 18 times, poor guy. But uh, when I got home, I was just cross-eyed. I couldn't, like my, everything hurt." You know, like my lower back, my shoulders, but especially the bottom of my feet. I feel like my legs actually held out way better than I thought, um, and even today they feel really good. I worked out this morning. I did the clinical strength training, you know, and I was I was planning on going. And if if it hurt, you know, like to put shoes on again, I wasn't going to go. But I put band aids on the blisters, and it it felt fine. And I feel surprisingly good today. And I don't know if it is because when I got home, I did take an Epsom salt bath and I have a neighbor, Lauren, who had caught me right when I got home and she is a runner. She's like a long, long runner. And she said, make sure that you put your feet up against the wall. So I did that, took the Epsom salt bath and, uh, and started to, you know, I turned my phone on and came back to all these really supportive messages and people that were just really kind. But I found myself actually not wanting to even go down the social media route. Like I would answer the texts and emails or whatever. Um, But I I didn't feel like I was dying for the social, you know, and I, I guess I came away with two really big Things and maybe more of this will unpack and unfold as, as I'm still kind of dizzy from it. And you know, yesterday I could barely put sentences together. Last night, um, but I one thing was I don't mind being by myself, and I thought that was so cool because I fucking hate being by myself most of the time. I'm so afraid of being alone with my thoughts. And maybe part of it, I imagine if I was sitting alone and not moving and not being outside in this beautiful Atlanta, you know, where I could go to trails and pretty areas that were safe, um, I wonder if it would have been a different story. I really wonder if it would have been a different story if, if it was just being silent by myself sitting, if that would have been different. Um, but I didn't really miss socials at all, just the access to a map. Um, And the other thing that I was actually pretty proud of is that no point, and even like I would do some voice memos and some video recording of where I was in every single one of them. And in no moment did I say, fuck this, I'm going home. I always knew I was going to finish it and finish it in earnest. And I think that is the point. Of the walk is that once you commit, you don't quit and you just do it. And so, if you're going to do something that feels kind of extreme or out of your comfort zone, and I remember thinking about marathon runners, like, I'm not a runner, I hate running. Like, I mean, I could walk for 12 hours, I could dance nonstop for hours on end, but it, you give me 30 seconds of running and I'm like, I'm definitely dying, you know? And I couldn't imagine you know, me at that state, like picking up my feet and running. And there are people that do these ultra marathon and these ultra athletes that will run for 12 hours, 24 hours and continually run. And I don't know how to do it, but at no point did I think I would not do it ever. And that was a really cool thing to know. And I guess you know, a lesson in life when you do something like this is if you stretch yourself, and I always think if my body is capable and I want to do this, well, I'm going to do it. So, why not? Why not? If your body is capable and you want to achieve something, go for it. So, I think that's a perfect place to end. Thank you so much for listening and supporting me and, uh, just being awesome. And I'll see you. I'll see you on the socials. I'll see you in person. I'll see you on the podcast. See you on the blog, see you everywhere, but I hope to see you shining. And I hope to see you, uh, along this journey with me as I'm so grateful for you to be. Talk soon.